0: Are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Brian Peacock. Thanks everybody for joining me today and happy 4th of July everybody. That's the holiday, but I'm still bringing you an episode of Locked On 49ers. going to be a short one, though. 53-man roster breakdown. Going to look at quarterbacks today and really not much movement with the quarterbacks. Uh, really potentially very few outcomes with this position when it comes to the 49ers. So it's going to be a short episode. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. But I wanted to bring an episode to you, even though you know I'm here working through the holiday. Already here at the studio in front of the microphone. Might as well be bringing you a holiday episode of Locked On 49ers. And I do want to tell everybody, if you didn't go hear Monday's episode with Ian Wharton, you got to go back and listen to that first. A lot of great information from him and uh, him breaking down C.J. Beathard as a prospect. So I'm not going to talk a lot about C.J. Beathard, but look at a little bit at the other quarterbacks here. And, and really, there's only four quarterbacks on the roster. So going to get into them a little bit and then project out who I think is going to be on the roster, which is probably not much of a surprise to most of you unless you uh, expect something uh, crazy to happen with the quarterback position over the course of the summer. I'm on Twitter. That's the best place to find me, at BD Peacock. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, rate, review the show, streaming on Audio Boom, and now streaming on iHeartRadio. Email, questions, comments, or if you'd like to sponsor the show, LockedOn49ers at Gmail. Links to all that stuff, LockedOn49ers.com. That's the one thing to remember. Find links to everything you need there. So, quarterbacks. And before we look at what the 49ers have right now, I want to look ahead a little bit because some interesting tweets and articles Put out on Monday pertaining to one Kirk Cousins, who's kind of been hanging over the heads of the 49ers. Talked about it before. That's something, if he doesn't re-sign a long-term deal with Washington, and I believe the date is July 17th is the deadline for him to sign, or he's going to play under that tag again for 2017. And if Kirk Cousins does not sign before that deadline, uh, that's the clouds going to be hanging over the 49ers and 49ers fans all year long and really all the way into next offseason before he does sign with somebody. So let's get to the source of, of today's information, which was Ross Tucker. And he said two sources that tell him Kirk Cousins and the Redskins will get a deal done by July 17th. The one question uh, with that when reading his article is that it's based on people saying that they don't think, you know, the cooler heads will prevail and these guys will figure it out. But, you know, why haven't they figured it out before? If Dan Snyder is willing to do a deal, why didn't he do it the year before for a whole lot less money? And, you know, it just... Kirk Cousins just keeps getting more and more expensive. And and right now, basically, they're going to have to pay him as if he's a free agent and outbid themselves as if he's a free agent like he would be in the offseason and taking bids from all teams. They're pretty much going to have to overpay, basically pay what they think he would be getting in the open market. And if I'm Kirk Cousins, I wouldn't take anything less than that. Uh, but a couple tweets from Kevin Jones that were interesting, and he's someone who did cover Washington in that market, also was in the Browns market for a while before he came over to the Bay Area and KBR and, and writing for kbr.com And Kevin Jones on Twitter, his response to Ross Tucker's tweet was that he hears Dan Snyder would rather make Kirk Cousins the highest paid quarterback in the NFL than lose him to Kyle Shanahan and also said he was, told that Snyder fears Redskins fans would forever turn their backs on him if Kyle and Kirk have sustained success together in San Francisco. So some interesting stuff there on the Kirk Cousins front. I tried to wrangle Kevin Jones into coming on the show. Short notice, uh, could not get him. Hopefully have him. I've I've been talking to him for a while about coming on the show. Schedules never work out. Hopefully have Kevin Jones on soon to talk about some of this stuff. And he does have some insight from working in that market with uh, Washington and Kirk Cousins. So it would be fun to get him on and talk 49ers. But, Yeah, it's looking right now, and a lot of the reports are that they think they'll get a deal done. And like Kevin Jones said that Dan Snyder would have to pay or would be willing to make Kirk Cousins the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, that's pretty much what they have to do. I mean, they, they have to blow him away. And if you're Kirk Cousins, maybe that's what it would take because you have all the bargaining power right now. And Kirk Cousins can sit there and make a ton with his franchise tag, go in and then let everybody rain down on him, all the teams that are quarterback needy, throw money his way and see what the 49ers are willing to pay. See what Washington's willing to come up to at that point, And any other teams that want to get in the ring and try to sign Kirk cousins, but uh, he's going to make a lot of money and he probably will become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL when he signs his deal. But you know, those deals, you know, as soon as the next quarterback signs comes over the top of that anyways, but anyway, interesting stuff. Kirk cousins signing imminent. I don't know. July 17th is that date, by the way, before uh, he'll have to play the season under the franchise tag. So let's get to the 49ers quarterbacks. Let's start with the presumed starter, Brian Hoyer. An article by Grant Cohn at the Santa Rosa Press, Democrat, his blog Inside the 49ers. He, uh, he went back to the past 17 games. I don't know why he chose 17 instead of 16 games, which is what an NFL season would be. Uh, but he went back to the past 17 games and compared his stats to every other NFL quarterback for the past 17 games. And interesting results, he actually came in Number 11 overall with a 93.7 quarterback rating. This is ranked as far as quarterback ratings go. The 10 quarterbacks ahead of him on this list in order from 10 to 1, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Sam Bradford, Kirk Cousins is actually number 5 quarterback rating in the last 17 NFL games, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. Now, Brian Hoyer's 17 games goes back a lot further just because he wasn't starting, was also hurt and stuff. Some of these other guys is mostly all just last year plus another game. Yeah, Brian Hoyer's goes back a little ways. The past two seasons, he started six games for the Bears in 2016 and 11 for Houston Texans in 2015. So that's the 17. I'm guessing he went to 17 games just to get, because obviously he's all about Brian Hoyer. Uh, he went back 17 games just, to get Brian Hoyer's passing yards up over 4,000, 17 game totals are 4,051 yards, 7.1 yards per attempt, 25 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 62.9% completion percentage. So a pretty efficient quarterback, yards per attempt isn't very high. In fact, it's uh, nobody on this is lower until you get down to number eight nineteen, which is Eli Manning, and then uh, 22, Joe Flacco. 23. Colin Kaepernick 6.7 yards per attempt. Blake Bortles and Brock Osweiler. Those are the only players on this list down to 26 uh, that have fewer yards per attempt. So you know, Hoyer's not a big arm guy. He's not going to drive the ball down the field a ton. And a lot of this is scheme stuff too. So you know, some context here. You know, what were the weapons? Who were the coaching staffs around these guys? But you know, efficient quarterback tries not to make a lot of mistakes. Only seven interceptions, which is very low. It looks like Tom Brady has three picks in his last 17 games. Somebody else is tied for seven. That is Tyrod Taylor. Everybody else, more than seven interceptions over their last 17 games. So, you know, numbers are good. And he, he had good numbers with Kyle Shanahan in the past. So that's why he's the starter. They brought him in. He knew the system already. And I'm rooting for Brian Hoyer, not just because he's the 49ers starting quarterback, but, you know, he's he's worked his butt off. And every team he goes to, they don't expect him to be the starter. And he's just, he stays there. And he stays competent he puts himself in position to be the next man up and then gets that shot and has played pretty well in a lot of different spots in his career when he does get the shot and can't really stay healthy long enough to be you know a prolonged starter even when he does play well so i bet he's a guy who's determined to actually you know he finally got to the point in his career where he's going in week one as a starter and he's never had that chance before and he's probably just chomping at the bit to prove to people that he belongs as a starter in the nfl and this might be his only and last shot to be that guy probably a stopgap, but there's a chance if he stays healthy that he could maybe impress a little bit and and maybe even play better than some people might expect Brian Hoyer and the 49ers to play number one lock to make the roster injury is the only thing that, that would really affect Brian Hoyer's ability to be the starter in the 2017 season, at least early on in the season. And he'll be the guy there in week one. So now you go to Matt Barkley, the other free agent acquisition by the 49ers and you know, the only other veteran quarterback on the roster. He's penciled in as the backup. To Brian Hoyer. How long he stays the backup? Is he able to overtake Brian Hoyer in training camp? That might be just maybe the only intriguing battle in training camp is where Brian Hoyer or where Matt Barkley goes. He, does he go forward? Does he go backward? Do they decide they want to keep the young quarterback instead? Do they decide they want to take three? Do they decide they want to take two? Could change some things. Uh, I don't think there's really any other way to go with quarterbacks right now aside from taking three. We'll get to that in just a second, but uh, first, Matt Barkley. The one thing where he shines, and Ian Wharton mentioned it on Monday's episode in his charting of Matt Barkley, is that Barkley is pretty good with the deep ball, and it was the same way with PFF grades, as far as accuracy goes, at least. Accuracy percentage on the deep ball. Talking overall grades, pretty good rating. Both players you know, played in the same system last year for the Chicago Bears, so it's really easy to compare them. Hoyer, 81.1 grade. Matt Barkley came out with a 73.8. Both Pretty decent for quarterbacks as far as PFF grades go. But Barkley has that ability, has shown the ability to throw the deep ball. When you just watch him on tape, he does throw a pretty good deep ball. And so that might be something if, if Matt Barkley does come into the game, uh, maybe someone like Marquise Goodwin's going to be happy to see that. And, and he could get some of those deep plays. Maybe he makes big plays if he does ever get forced into action. Or, you know, if Hoyer's bad and the team's bad and they need to go to the backup in Matt Barkley. And it's not that Barkley has a cannon arm or anything. He just puts a lot of air under it and seems to be able to put it where he wants it When he's throwing the ball down the field, unlike someone like Kaepernick, who we've seen in the past, who has a cannon arm but throws a little bit of a flat ball. One thing about Barkley's accuracy percentage, though, when he wasn't accurate, he did throw five picks, uh, throwing balls deep. That's 20-plus and uh, only two touchdowns, so not very efficient numbers. So, you know, kind of an all-or-nothing thing when you look at the profile of Matt Barkley last year, whereas the opposite side of the coin, Brian Hoyer, a little more efficient, a little more dink and dunk, short stuff. Uh, But that's what you're looking at with those two guys and they might look a little bit different in Kyle Shanahan's system than what they looked like for the Bears last year, obviously. But there's your two veterans. They're they're 1-2 and on the depth chart. That's the way they're going to start camp, and I'd be surprised if they leave camp in any other order. Uh, You heard a lot about C.J. Beathard on Monday's show. Uh, He's definitely a solid number 3 guy coming into camp, and the only other guy on the roster is Nick Mullins. So who's Nick Mullins? 6'1", 196, coming out of Southern Miss. Not an imposing figure, but had a good career. Undrafted free agent, so obviously not worth the draft pick. But someone you bring in, maybe a camp arm, maybe a little more than a camp arm. Maybe there's someone they really like. And maybe, you know, if, if you do keep two quarterbacks on the roster decide to cut a veteran, you keep Mullins on the practice squad, maybe he makes the practice squad anyway. But his season in 2015 was a lot better, just like C.J. Beathard, his season in 2015 was better statistically than it was in 2016 Last year, he had what would be an NFL rating of 97.4, 62.6% completion percentage, 3,300 yards, 24 touchdowns to 11 picks. In 2015, he actually had 38 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, threw for a little over 63%, 4,474 yards, so 1,100 more yards in 2015 than he had in 2016 for Southern Miss, and that would equate to a 105.1 NFL rating for the quarterback. Again, not... Physically gifted, not a huge cannon arm, only six one, about 200 pounds. But he was a pretty good college player, and some people looking at tape liked his tape better than C.J. Bethards. And I think it was one analyst, now I can't remember who it was now on Twitter, when they did sign Nick Mullins as an undrafted free agent, said he was the best quarterback they picked up through the draft. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but someone I wouldn't necessarily expect to make the roster uphill battle for sure. Not only two veterans in front of them, but also another rookie who was actually drafted. The team moved up to get, so they, yeah, practice squad or bust really for Nick Mullins. The question with the 49ers when it comes to this is you take Nick Mullins out of it. I don't think there's any chance he could possibly make the roster aside from injury, of course, because, you know, he is number four in the depth chart. Someone goes out, maybe they want to keep three still and Nick Mullins is in there. But really, if you're Nick Mullins, you're you're auditioning for other teams and you're really fighting for a spot on the practice squad to prove to the team they don't want to let go of a guy and you're one of your best 10 that they want to keep on the practice squad and not lose to another team eventually, someone they want to develop. So do you keep two or do you keep three on the 53-man roster? Uh, To me, it's very simple. You keep three quarterbacks. you got to keep two veterans because you can't let the team go into the tank, especially with a quarterback like Brian Hoyer, who has had so much injury problems in his NFL career. You don't want to see him go down week one. Now you're back to C.J. Beathard and you're scrambling to sign a veteran quarterback or, you know, you have to move up Mullins from the practice squad. If you do keep two, you got to keep someone on the practice squad there and have a third quarterback around. But, yeah, to me, it's very simple. It's Brian Hoyer. He's going in as the starter. Mac Barkley is going to be the backup. C.J. Beathard is going to be number three. You're not going to drop C.J. Beathard or cut him after spending a third round pick on him. So it's it's very simple. A Short podcast today, but had to get to the quarterback position. It's it's three guys on the roster. It's Hoyer, it's Barkley, it's Beathard in that order. And to me, I think Matt Barkley is the backup for the first half of the year. Depending on how the season goes, maybe C.J. Beathard becomes the backup in the second half of the year and someone that they want to audition late in the season. If you want to go back to Washington when Kyle Shanahan was there with Kirk Cousins, Cousins did get a start in the very last game of the year of his rookie season. So maybe it's a scenario like that where Beathard Uh, As later the season goes, the more likely he is to play, and maybe he's he's the third string guy all year until they decide they do want to take a look at him. He's maybe never even the backup officially, but and who knows? Maybe he's Russell Wilson and comes in as a rookie, wins the starting job in week one over the free agent veteran like Matt Flynn was for the Seattle Seahawks in 2012. Uh, Wouldn't that be something? Probably unlikely. Probably pretty unlikely that happens, but who knows? Crazier well, actually not really, that is pretty much the craziest thing that could happen with, uh, you know, a rookie third-round quarterback. If I had to put an over-under on how many QBs make starts for the 49ers in 2017, I'd probably put it at two and a half. Uh, I'd be surprised, and really, I think all three quarterbacks in the 49ers roster, if you're a betting man, I would take the over and say that they're all going to play. You know, Hoyer, Barkley, Bethard, unless one of them gets hurt for the full season, uh, they're all going to make passes for the 49ers in 2017. Barkley because it's just not likely that Hoyer stays healthy all year. And of course, the reason Bethard's going to take snaps is because they want to take a look at him at the end of the year. So, uh yeah. There's your quarterbacks. It's it's a very simple cut and dry situation as far as projecting the quarterback position for the 49ers in the 53-man roster in 2017. Hoyer, Barkley, Bethard. And looking forward to seeing these guys in camp. Uh, I can't remember the last time I mentioned it on the show not too long ago. I can't remember the last time the 49ers had a completely new core of quarterbacks coming into a season Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be interesting and hopefully fingers crossed Hoyer does look better than expected Barkley is a solid backup if he's forced into action is someone who proves to be a solid starter and Beathard is someone who shows development and is maybe even that starter of the future who knows that's the optimistic approach to this quarterback group Uh, the other side of it's probably that you know you got Three backups there. Niners end up being really undermanned at the position, going to the tank pretty early on, and you're looking ahead for that future franchise quarterback, whether it be veteran or rookie in 2018. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back tomorrow, part three of the all-time 49ers Legends Draft. Everybody, be safe out there. Have a happy 4th of July. Hope you're eating some good food, hanging out with some good people, and we'll be back tomorrow on Locked on 49ers. Hi, I'm Paul. Verizon has been placing giant letters all over the country to get people to buy into their unlimited plan. Don't get hooked. Switch to Sprint Unlimited, 22.50 per month per line for four lines and get the fifth line free. Head to your local Sprint store, visit Sprint.com Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Savings until still 1030 then $38 per line per month for five lines without auto pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming streams, e phc 1080p, music to 1.5 megabits per second, gaming update, megabits per second, subject to credit, $30 activation fee per unit for QS and data deprioritization apply. Compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited, carry features different coverage and offer not everywhere, restrictions apply.